0: I tell young women today that are trying to balance everything, mm-hmm. you can't stop and think about how you're doing it. Because if you do, it'll <laughs> you, all fall apart. You, you don't just have to keep moving.
1: <laughs> that was Christine Buck, KPLR TV's Emmy Award winning broadcaster. Hi, I'm Nancy Scanlon Copler, and welcome to Woman Overboard. Have you ever been told that you go overboard? Or maybe you have a friend, a partner, or a crazy aunt who overdoes it at the holidays. Someone who is overly ambitious, overly excited, and gets overwhelmed because she tends to overdo everything. Well, welcome to my world. I'm Nancy scanlon Coppler, and this is Woman Overboard, a show about women, leaders, mothers, and entrepreneurs who are dedicated to making a difference. My guests would not be where they are today without being the overachievers that they are. Women who I believe put a positive spin on the words, woman overboard. Today, I'm overjoyed to welcome one of my dear friends, Christine Buck, to our show. Welcome, Christine. Hi, Nancy. And I'm going to talk a little bit about your past, actually a lot about your past, because you've had such an exciting career. Her career in television, uh, she was a weathercaster, news anchor, reporter, and TV host. And in addition to receiving five of the six Emmy Awards she was nominated for, Christine has earned numerous awards and accolades for her interviewing skills, including the Silver Circle Award from the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, the 2017 Woman of Achievement Award, the Quest Award for Missouri Professional Communicators, and the National Federation Missouri Chapter. I'm already out of breath. An avid philanthropist, Christine has made generous contributions to several organizations in the area, including, but not limited to, the American Heart Association, Children's Miracle Network, great one, Kids in the Middle, Matthew Dickey's Boys and Girls Club, and the Paralyzed Veterans of America Gateway Chapter. And in addition to her prosperous career, Christine has continued to receive awards for her contributions to the St. Louis community. Christine, welcome to our Woman Overboard. Hi, Nancy. That sounds uh, like I did a lot of work. Well, (laughs) you certainly did. You make me feel like a slug here. No. What have I done? But what we want to talk about first of all is... How you got into the broadcasting business, and I have to tell a little bit of my background story for people. Well, we're so intertwined with this whole story. Yes. So just a little bit about my background before I became the first anchorwoman at KPLR-TV. I'd met and married Ted Kopler, who's now been my husband for 45 years. While I was at KPLR, Ted and I were thrilled to discover we were expecting our first child – but what to do about a replacement. So we looked and looked and finally went in search of someone who could sit in for me while I was on maternity leave. Ironically, we found her in the same place where we met, the steeplechase lounge at the Chase Park Plaza Hotel.
0: So there I was in the steeplechase room, spinning records, because I thought, well, maybe this will become a radio thing or something. I didn't know, Um, and Ted came in. You know, he came in a few nights, and and I thought, wow, you know, he was very friendly, really nice, and he just had this light bulb as he always gets that maybe I would be good to come into the newsroom and do something like anchor the news. I knew nothing. You were so kind to me. Well, I have to tell you, I I have to give myself a little
1: credit. Because he said to me what he had had so many newsreels come in, uh, audition reels that weren't good. And he said, what do you think about Christine? And I looked up at you and I had never met you, but Mm -hmm. I knew your sister Beverly from Webster. Right. And I said, well, she certainly got the right genes (laughs) (laughs) from her famous father, Jack Buck. You might give her a shot. Right. And
0: then tell us about your And, you know, I'm not naive. Of course, that was a huge part of it because everyone wanted to tune in to see Jack Buck's daughter and you know I was so ill-prepared and I was scared to death I had never done television I studied speech and drama and did you I was gonna ask you if you studied yeah speech but and drama. not not television news I okay. mean that was not you know my MO and so I the whole time was sort of kicking and screaming like why am I doing this and uh, I mean I told my dad you know look I think I'm gonna take this job you know doing news and he said meet me for a drink <laughs> And you got how many drinks? He got really nervous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is so cute. Yeah. And he just said, well, you know, this is a, a big step. But I said, I know, but I, I guess I'll try it out. Now, the one thing about me, I don't quit. I'm not a quitter. So, you know, I I kept trying and trying. It it was painful. It was really painful, Nancy. You were the one that was doing the professional work of anchoring, and you're the one who sort of passed the torch to me after you got pregnant, and I thought you were coming back. But then you (laughs) got pregnant again and again and again. I thought I was coming back, too.
1: But when you kept winning Emmy after Emmy after Emmy, (laughs) it's like, how do you top that? So I kept having baby after baby after baby. And when I got pregnant with my fourth child, my mother-in-law called me, and she said, Nancy, because... She had had three, her daughter had three, and I was pregnant with number four. And she said, Nancy, do you know how this happens? And I said, no, Mom. And so she told me. And guess what? I
0: didn't have another one for six more years. And there you go. <laughs> and there you go. So, so she was a big help to me, actually. Yeah, but you know... Um, Um, All kidding aside, though, I don't think I would have even stayed in that building if you weren't as nice as you were. Oh, thank you. And you were very nurturing, and you you were very encouraging, and I needed all the encouragement I could get. And um, it well, was it was rough. It and was I really was rough. doing all that nurturing thinking you were only going to be there like six months back at you. I was like, <laughs> she'll be back. She's going well, to have a I baby. I did come
1: back. I came back after baby number one. Yeah. Then got pregnant with Bob. It was Emily that I had got pregnant with Bob. And actually, it was my father-in-law that I think said, OK, this is getting to be too much you know, yeah. because I, we, we had to leave town for something yeah. in California. And, um, and he said, I think it's time.
0: For right. What's well, funny because so. I do remember you did come back, and I don't know if you remember this. We worked this. together. We, we got worked pictures. together, Promo and we pictures. had a set that Ted was trying. You know, he always wanted to do something new, something innovative, and this was a stance. We were standing reading the news. We didn't even have a teleprompter. That's right. So we had to hold our, our I papers. That. Oh, I totally remember that, and I do have a picture of us because people used to mistaken us. You know, because we're know, dark. That was because the other
1: fun thing. We did right. mistaken for each other, right. and we were both pregnant together.
0: Right. And in this particular case, I was wearing red and something, and you were wearing red and something but it was reversed do you remember um we couldn't get the camera shot and we had to crawl to the next to the next oh, shot yes, I we had to crawl that. on the floor and i was probably pregnant I know. <laughs> <laughs> because that
1: i was pregnant while you were there i'm sure and i can remember that so well like and in other news with us. <laughs> oh yeah Al. he was hysterical
0: oh and bobby plager loved him oh my gosh! you know ted s- was way before his time with the people that he tapped to come in for talent he yeah, really he, was he really was um <laughs> maggie Linton, uh, a black woman sportscaster I know. in 1977? That doesn't happen. Right, there weren't happen. even
1: any female sportscasters no. in
0: 1977. But he always had that vision, you know, that forward looking vision. And we were the first to have weather radar. We were the first to have an uplink satellite. We right. were the number one independent news in the country for a very long time. And then we started really competing with the affiliates here. So it's funny because people used to always say, you know, well, st- why do you stay at Channel 11? And I'm like, why wouldn't I?
1: And oh, now, as so you see sweet. how
0: what's happened, though, all the people that were somewhere else are now at 11. And, you know, it's all right? it's yeah. just the same formula. Right. And I was great that it was family owned and that it was... An independent station, and that's what Ted loved so much about it was
1: the fact that he could do what he wanted to do, right? And he had to create his own programming, which is where Voltron came from. But I also have to give a shout out to someone who actually was my real boss in the newsroom, and that was Hal Protter Right? He was the one that actually plucked me out of the community affairs department and said, "Hey, we want to put her on the air. We yeah. want a female on the air." And so I was happy to be able to say, you know, that he right. kind of he did that, and he was very innovative as well. And God rest his soul. I'm sorry he passed. He, yeah, we lost sad. a great man. Oh, in the I TV know. Industry. Uh, don't
0: even start because you look back at all the people that were there, and it, yeah. it's very sobering. Yes, <laughs> here it, we are. It is very sobering. But um, speaking of your Dad, I want to mention
1: that he did. Well, everyone knows how gracious Jack Buck is. I mean, you have to be have been born before nineteen what eighty five to not know <laughs> who Jack Buck right. is. And even people that were born after him have heard of his legacy, his amazing legacy. But he, you said he was nervous about, it, and then when he saw how well you were doing, he picked up the phone and called Ted. Oh. And said, not, that. oh, look how great my daughter is. He said, Ted, I want to thank oh. you for the amazing opportunity you gave me." Oh, Christy. how sweet. I mean, I almost cried when but I But that must have been
0: after a couple of years, because he came and looked at my one video. And, of the course, first- this was uh, three-quarter-inch tape. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. And he looked at it, and um, he just sat there. And I thought, oh, gosh, okay, now I have to, now I have to like, <laughs> drop out. I can't do it. Because not only is it my dad, but Jack is going to tell me I'm bad. you know." And he said, um, he goes, well, you're not good. Think is but if you work at it, you know, I, I can see where you you, you could be good. And he goes, why don't you move into the Chase so you have no distractions? I'm like, you think I'm a millionaire? <laughs> move into the Chase. <laughs> so so uh, we can explain KPLR TV. The building at adjacent,
1: adjacent yes. to the Chase, right? Which is actually coming down even as we speak, much yeah. to my
0: husband's chagrin. And
1: we're, there's a hotel going up in yeah. its place that I know. my, my son history. is involved in.
0: I know yeah. all that family history. Yeah. Is yeah. Going well, he down. wanted me to get a maid and move into the Chase. I'm like, <laughs> what planet are you living on? <laughs> yeah. So you weren't married then when you? No, started, no, no. Right? I wasn't, but I met David. Uh, Shortly thereafter, about eight months later. Uh Oh, that was very good. I met him.
1: Mm -hmm. And then, when, what year did you get married? 1980. Uh, 1980. Okay, I guess my invitation got lost in the mail because I. Well, a lot of people's did. (laughs) (laughs) It was very small. Very small wedding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the funny thing is, I got to know David on my own. We were on the Art Museum Friends Board together. Yeah. And it was when I was very pregnant with, I think, Kevin by then. This was like in '88. And he had me laughing so hysterically that I was sure that I was going to give birth right in front of the Madonna and child at the art museum. I believe it. <laughs> and knowing David, he would have helped deliver the
0: baby. Absolutely. He's so kind. He's, he, he is. He's He's the nicest guy, and well, the nicest man I ever met, which is why I married him. But funny, funny, we've been laughing through life. I mean, I've been very, very fortunate, and And laughter is so important. It's so important through all the ups and downs. It's like the number one thing I think. Yes, absolutely. But if someone doesn't like David, there's um, something wrong with them. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And you have two beautiful. Beautiful, very—I shouldn't say—very handsome young boys. Um, and talk a little bit about what okay, they do. Okay. Well, I have
0: Taylor, who is 35, not so young, mm-hmm. and then well, Spencer, 12, who's right? 30. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and it's—I'm 56. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. Right now. Yeah. Um, and I have two grandchildren. I have a, a girl and a boy, Vivian and Harrison, and those are Taylor's children. Oh. And Spencer. Vivian giving, is gorgeous. You showed you. me her picture
1: the other day. Yeah. She's it's so she's cute.
0: amazingly. Um, she's amazing, and maybe it's because I have time. To spend with her, you know, it's it's interesting because with my kids, I mean, did, I always felt like I was, you know, in a tornado. You know, hurry, get in the car, blah blah blah, blah. got to work, blah. you know. And with her, I have no, you know, I've retired, I have time, I can sit, listen to her, you know, oh. and be with her. Um, the other day, they were going on a trip, and I said, "I'm gonna miss you so much." I was driving, I said, "You're gonna be gone so long," and she said, "Calm down." She's three years old. <laughs> she, she told <laughs> you to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes, right? <laughs> oh, that is so cute. So both my boys work for David, and David's an architect, and the boys do uh, business development. And we have a whole other s- system, um, another business within the business, uh, with sewers and stuff. And, Sp- and Spencer is the head of that. So it's worked out really well, and they're such great friends. You know, people always say, "Oh, you can't go into business with," you. but these I guys can't have it. a blast
1: because I've heard that family businesses can be fraught with all kinds of problems. <laughs> oh, really? But, <laughs> yes, I've heard that. Yeah, but
0: no, they get these along guys, great. They get along great, and actually, I'm the odd man out I'm like hello I know (laughs) you've been together for you know all day and for weeks on and I haven't seen you for a while you know the three of them so but it's really wonderful we're really lucky Mm -hmm. and they work really hard and well speaking of your boys since I quit when I got pregnant
1: with number two and I thought I just can't do this anymore how were you able to first of all how long did you work with your first pregnancy I can't remember and then when you had the second one up to the night
0: up to the night. I I went home and my water broke and oh, I went to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did they
1: have a replacement in place for you? Yeah. Or, who did? Who was that? It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I really don't remember. I was
0: probably pregnant with another one by then. I was probably... <laughs> I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> but but uh, I don't know who, who who sat in. Maybe it was Bill Reese at the time, uh, you know. Right. Um, but I didn't have a whole lot of time off. You so, know. How, how When did I you think go it was like. Like, just weeks, like a couple, like eight, like 16 weeks or something Oh, my gosh. Like did that. you bring the baby to the studio to nurse? No, no, no. no. And, and, and not just, that anyone would have decried well, that Well, back doing then, that. it wasn't really it the norm. It just wasn't the norm. You know. So who helped you? Who well, did? David and I had, you know, different schedules. So I would be with, with the baby during the day, and then I'd leave to do the overnight thing, and he'd come home. So, we only had like a couple hours in there where we needed a babysitter, and we'd mm-hmm. have some young nursing students uh-huh. at the time, Jewish hospitals. So, I would uh-huh. like pick them up and drive them to my house and then drive back to work. I mean, oh it was my. insane. Insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. And I, I tell young women today, you know, that are trying to balance everything mm-hmm. first of all, you can't stop. And think about how you're doing it. Because if you do,
1: it'll all fall <laughs> <You'll>, apart. You, <laughs> you don't <just> have, have <laughs> to keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> just keep on going. That's right. That's keep on keeping on. Yeah. Say, right. And my
0: kids are four and a half years apart. That's how long it took for me to, you know, yeah. do it again.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good spacing.
0: That's yeah, good spacing. it is good. And I, I'm, you know, I have no regrets. I had four and four and a half years. So that's why I was so See, crazy. Can you imagine? No, I can't.
1: But I will have to tell you, and my, my daughters, who uh, one has four, the other one's about to have her third. I just got a text maybe any day. She's due in five weeks, but it could be early. And I have to run up to New York, so you're lucky everybody's here. Um, I don't think they enjoy being pregnant so much. Uh-huh. When I was pregnant, I thought I was a combination of Elizabeth Taylor, Gina Lola Brigida <laughs> And I'd gain like fifty pounds, and uh, I'd be in a bathing suit, and I would think, "Oh my gosh, oh, I'm good so beautiful. for you." No,
0: the estrogen just kind of went to my brain, and well, I thought and, I was Roseanne Barr. So <laughs> I'm happy for you, <laughs> and on television, and doing weather, you know. And the the further the months, you know, right. by the time I was the eight months, it was like up to my neck, and I was like, right. "And Nebraska." <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, speaking speaking of Nebraska and the and the weather that. Director Gil Angler, who was my director, your director, who's still working with Ted, Ted. and we just love him to death. And I was speaking with him yesterday, and he said, you know, what we finally discovered with Christine, at first she had trouble with the copy, (laughs) you know, obviously you got that down after a while, but you had your dad's glib way, which was so easy for you to transition to weather, because you could ad lib. Yeah, How you ad lib the weather when you can't see? I don't know if people realize there's a green board there, and you're pointing to all those states. How did you memorize where the states were? Well...
0: Yeah, especially when the weather man walked out and they said, You you have to do it tonight. <laughs> oh, that's when. And it I'm you... like, Give me a map <laughs> <laughs> That's when you started doing That's how it? I started doing it. Who was went... the weather person then? Um a guy named Jeff Pilot. I don't remember he he rem- Okay, yeah. And, and he, he walked out said, He walked out. Said, yeah. He said, Bye. He said And so your they're Christian You have to do the weather tonight. I'm like, What? <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm like and then it, we we got the weather radar shortly thereafter and then I had to learn about the weather radar. So you know, to me it was like what I don't know what this stuff is. It's like yeah. green stuff coming at us. You know? <laughs> run Run. <Right. No. laughs> yeah oh my gosh um but it was wonderful because it did do that help me hone skills for ad libbing right yeah and i think you you
1: gave so many people so much joy because if you did make a mistake you'd make a joke.
0: Yeah. And I'm you'd just, have everybody laughing. Yeah. You know, in television, there comes a point in time where you realize that if you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. You just keep going. Well, you know? I always, and most of the time, you don't react to it. But if it's bad, you react to it, and then you move on. That's what I love about live television. Because
1: mm-hmm. I don't like to have to edit and redo right. things. I want to just do it. If I make a mistake, oh, well, it's out there. Exactly. Too bad.
0: Exactly. And that's what anchoring the news, that's what I really enjoy about Because the, there's a, you know, you the day starts, and you have a, a beginning, a middle, and an End to the day, and if it was bad and you didn't do well, you had tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Well, I remember those hours two to ten because I did them like I said up until Emily was, I guess, thirteen months old when I quit or fourteen months. But Ted would watch her at night, and and I. Cut right through because we lived in the Park Plaza, and go upstairs, and she would be looking for me behind the TV. I know, it was so precious, and that's oh my gosh, it's time for me to quit my baby's looking I know. for me. My son did that
0: too. Oh, isn't it? to kiss me on the television, oh. then it flipped over to like right, you know, Bill Reese or something. <laughs> but I also remember traumatized him. <laughs> those those traumatic times when you'd have your
1: script, and for some reason, or the 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 uh, prompter would get stuck or something, Oh, and and there, for some reason you you had to ad-lib this news story. Yes. Now, do you have any momentous times like that where you really had oh. to struggle, and do you remember anything in particular?
0: Um, not anything in particular, but um, there were a lot of times when, you know, something happened with the teleprompter, it didn't work, and you asked me about what are some of the weirdest things that have happened to me or things that are memorable. And, um, you know, I I interviewed a lot of different people, but the stories that stick with me are sort of just the regular people that do extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. And I did so many stories like that with so many people, Mm -hmm. met so many people. Those are the things that stick with me. In terms of being on the air, um, I would once in a while, you know, fall into a laughing fit. (laughs) Right. So my buddy Rich Gould, you know, he's yes. uh, he's so silly, and one oh, he'd day make anybody go oh, into a laughing fit. And and Steve Schiff used to try and get me, and he got me once, and Rich Gould got me once, really bad, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I was almost bent over, and he was so apologetic, and I thought, I, you know, I'm going to get fired. This is this no. is crazy. And my poor little mom was at home watching me, and she's like, Chrissy, you were laughing so hard. I'm like, Mom, I couldn't stop. It was like being in school and knowing that, you know, if I don't stop laughing and I'm really going to get in trouble. And some guy wrote me and he said, you know, that was not very professional. And I said, listen, it wasn't my finest moment, but I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> right,
1: right. And that's what live television is. Right. You know, that's, that's what happened. the
0: worst part is, and this happened just a few years ago, um, I hate uh, Spanx. <laughs> and wearing we, Spanx. Don't we all? I hate it. I can't really, but I tried it. You know, some of the ones that are like the whole body right. thing. <laughs> and I was anchoring the news, and I thought, I can't do this. I'm going to be here for a whole hour, and I can't hardly breathe. <laughs> you won't be able to get the words out. So oh. I got, a, I asked for uh, scissors, and someone brought me a scissors during the commercial break. So I went like this to, you know, to cut it, just to loosen uh-huh. it, and I cut my IFB. <gasps> and The thing that, you know, is, is the earpiece that yes, is to it, the director that, right, that is your, to your lifeline your life to the news. <laughs> oh my Oh my gosh! <laughs> I it. And now they're trying to talk to me, and they're like, "Christine, what's wrong?" I go, "I okay." I cut my, <laughs> oh gosh, craziness. So. Oh, God. it was fun
1: though. <laughs> so you mentioned, so I know, over the well, you said to me the other day, you said, "I can't believe how fast the passage of time." I know that something, somebody will mention something, and you'll re- remember, oh my gosh, I reported on that thirty years yes. ago. Yes. Are there any stories that stand? Well, you know out? this
0: Angie Hausman story that just <gasps> came back and oh, resurfaced. I just, I was got in the thick when of, I saw that. Yeah, I was in the thick of that story, and. You know, How were I thought, you in the wow? Thick of it? Well, just reporting on it, yeah. and you know, Cassidy Center was also at the time a young lady that had gone missing and and you know turned up uh, dead, and it was really hard, and people were trying to talk to her family, and I mean, I those things oh, oh, they're so that, hard. When
1: they brought that story up the other day, yes. I can't
0: tell you the horrors that came back to me right. because I was. Our, my children live half a block from school. I did the I same started thing. started
1: driving them to school and picking I, them up because I, I the had same. a daughter the same age.
0: Yeah. Okay. We were all paranoid. Yeah. And I would drive along. And one man stopped and said, is that woman bothering you? And he goes, no, that's, that's no woman. <laughs> that's my mom. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I like I think I need to You're let go. following along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So sometimes you know when those stories they resurface and and just 9/11 because I was with my dad, we saw that happen together. Oh. Uh, and um You were with your dad? I you was were? I was no, I was with them in St. Louis. Louis. We were together yeah. watching it on, oh. on um, television and it was it was from his perspective, it was this World War II veteran that had a oh instant, he was a World War II veteran. oh yeah I big time wow and had an instant you know feeling of war right you know and it was it was and now I look back and I'm like are you kidding me how long ago that was already it's already 19 years yeah I know yeah and it it seems like yesterday because as they
1: spoke about it on the news yesterday our whole country has had PTSD right since that happened right and not not we will always have. The feelings of the aftermath of that. Right.
0: I mean, it it became one of those, you know, infamous moments where you remember where you were, what you were doing, you know, what the day was like and, you know, all of that. And then my dad read that poem uh, to all of the – at Bush Stadium. And he – he had called me the day before and said, you know, hey, kid, I got a poem. I'm going to read it for you. And he, you know, he read it and he goes, what do you think? And I said, well, you might want to change. And he goes, OK, talk to you later. <laughs> he sung up. And then he just delivered that poem. I was going to give so him a little. So what was the poem? I didn't... <laughs> Oh, he did a great 9-11 poem about how, oh. yes, we should be playing baseball again and we should get back into our lives and, you know. Yeah, oh,
1: absolutely. A cowardly
0: foe. And that was the last public appearance for him. So.
1: Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll have to look that poem up. I'm sure I yeah. can find oh, it. Oh, you'll find it. Yeah.
1: Well, unfortunately, our time for right now has come to a close. We're going to take a pause, but we are going to continue our discussion in my next segment. So I want to thank you so much for being here, Christine. Thank and In our next segment, I'm going to dive in a little <laughs> bit to your childhood okay. and talk about Maybe some of Twilight Zone here, some of the events that kind of shaped you to be the woman that you are today. Alrighty. Thanks so much, Christine. If you or anyone else you know would like to be on our show, place an ad, or learn more about our guests, please contact me at Nancy at womanoverboard.com or visit our website, womanoverboard.com. I'm Nancy Scanlon coppler and thank you for listening to Woman Overboard.